my father. I have been paying taxes since I was five years old. My dad started buying savings bonds to help pay for college. And he said, well, little Matthew, I didn't know this. You're, you have to pay in, you know, tax on the interest you gain from your savings bonds. So the IRS has known who I am since I was five years old. And my, my, my dad also worked, he worked for the IRS. And so that's kind of how he knew all about that stuff. But I don't know if you've ever heard it said, the way we come to identify with God the Father is most often because of how we identified with our earthly father. So I grew up just very aware that you do what's right even if nobody's looking. And I remember being with my friends and you know at that day in those days you, I couldn't go to 7-Eleven because I don't know I was like nine years old and, and there's weird people there or something and so, so so I remember like my friends wanted to go there and I was like well I don't want to go there. And they're like, oh, you're afraid you're going to get caught? I'm like, I'm the best at not getting caught. But I said, I'm not afraid of doing something bad. I'm actually afraid that my dad's going to find out. So I grew up not realizing it, but with the idea of God as the policeman. The one who's waiting for us to mess up. And then as soon as that happens, comes in and you're bad. You're in trouble. You've lost the love of the Father. When you, when you hear it said like that, it's a little clear of like, no, that's, 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 that's not true, but that's how it feels, right? Like, we feel it, like, I, oh, I totally screwed up, I, I miss going to Mass, I, I whatever, and, and I feel like God's like really mad at me or disappointed in me. But I think that's where it comes from. It comes from just this image of, of God from maybe our Father or just, just as this, this policeman. And so it might even be an interesting prayer to pray with that. I know some people have expressed to me, you know, Father, I, I don't even, I actually grew up not knowing my father. And so the problem I have is, you know, I'm still alive. Apparently I didn't need my father. And so I kind of feel sometimes like I don't really need God. Like I don't talk to God. I miss mass and the world keeps turning. That maybe I don't, God's kind of absent in my life. And to be honest, I don't feel like I really need him. And so for each of us, it might be interesting to pray with that today. Like, who is God to me? How do I see him? Just ponder that. In our first reading, Moses knew that God held the power. But he also knew that God had made promises to his people. And he knew that God wanted to hear from him. So he, he goes to God, and God's like, I want you to go express this to the people. The, the people messed up, they done messed up, and, and, like, and now they're going to experience my wrath. We feel that, right? And, and, God's, and, and Moses is like, well, hold on a second. You know, you, let me remind you, God, you made these promises. And God says, oh, you're, oh, you're right, I did. Did... Did God need a promises? Did, did God need a reminder that he had promised good to us? No. But we did. And we do. That we need to be reminded 
that God promises good to us. He promises blessings. And when I experience what doesn't feel like a blessing, I do what Moses does. And I go to God. I turn to him and say, this sure doesn't feel like a blessing. Because it's interesting because God doesn't like magically take away the past. But he does promise a better future with him. And so we're invited to go to the Father. That's, this psalm really moved me um, this week. The psalm, it, it's from Luke, but it was, our, it was our refrain today. I will rise and go to my Father. When I feel beaten up by life and I'm tired, I will rise and go to my Father. When I feel like everything's going wrong, when I feel like just a big turd that can't do anything right, you know, I rise and I go to my Father. When I feel like I just am a failure once again, that's what I do. Because both of those things are true. Like, I feel bad. That's just how I feel. I've done bad. It's true. But it doesn't change his love for me. St. Paul expresses this today in his gratitude. He's like, he's almost, he's almost like boasting. He's like, I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and arrogant. It's almost an arrogant thing to do to say that you were arrogant. Like, I'm, I was arrogant. But he's just saying it. But I have been mercifully treated. I acted out of ignorance. I'm, which is another way of saying, I'm an idiot sometimes. And God's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, and I love you. You're like, yeah, but I did something stupid and I shouldn't have. And he's like, yeah. But I knew you would do that. And I was already working my plan to do something better. That Christ Jesus might display all his patience as an example. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of these, I am the foremost. I am a sinner. I am broken. That's the whole reason Jesus comes to us. If I'm not, if I'm not a sinner, I don't need a savior. And it's because I'm a sinner that God comes to mercifully treat me. You know, it's not, sometimes we feel like, well, I'm, I'm not perfect. I can't, I can't go to church. But that, I come to church because I'm not perfect. I fall into the lie believing that because I'm imperfect, he's unhappy with me. But the truth is that he is always happy for me to come to him in my imperfection. Let me say that again. He is old, the truth is, he is always happy for me to come to him in my imperfection. That's what we do. The door is always open. We weren't made to do it on our own. I remember trying to do it on my own. I was, um, I graduated college, I was 21 years old, I had my first uh, big boy job. And I said, I'm going to buy a new car. And my dad, one of his hobbies, he's kind of a, com he, he loves confrontation. He says he doesn't, but I, he does. So and he, loves, he loves to mess with car salesmen. Now, he, I think it gets under his skin, but I think he also really loves it to mess with them. And I was like, but I'm going to do this on my own. I don't need you, dad. I'm going to do this on my own. So I went down and I bought my first car. Uh, 
Honda Civic, right? And I'm like, here we go. I'm doing it on my own. I'm gonna get a good deal. It's efficient car, good gas mileage. And I, you know, through the process, you always feel kind of like taken, right? And so I, I left and I went home and I was like, I just didn't feel good. And I think it, it was because they had sold me on the extended warranty. And I realized, I'm like, I just paid 20% of the, of the value of my car for an extended warranty for a really good car that's probably not gonna need it. And it bothered me so much that I went back um, the next day and I said, uh, you sold me this and I want you to take it off. Which is really big for me to do something like that. And so and the finance guy sat there and he looked at me and he said, the contract's done, you signed it, we can't take it off, it's impossible. You, you can't go back, you can't take it off. I was like, I want you to take it off. And he's like, you can't, it's just impossible. We already sent the contract off. And I was like, <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> so I walk outside and, and on top of it all, so, while I was in there, something bumped my fender, just conveniently hit my new car and there's this big dent. And I was, I was ticked, I was like, mm. so um, I went in and I told them that and they're like, not our problem. And so I went home and I walk, I walk in the door, my mom's like waiting for me, and she says, um, oh, Matthew, uh, did, did you see your father? I was like, what are you talking about? He drove down there because he knew you were having issues. He drove down there to help you. Oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, this is before cell phones, and it was like 20 minutes away. I, I could not get there fast enough. I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was interesting because earlier, when I was talking to the salesman and I was getting frustrated, I don't know how it came up. Um, I, it's, it's just weird that I even said it, but I said to the salesman, who actually I knew from high school, I said, I'm frustrated, but you, you don't want my dad to come down here. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. It's like a kid thing to say. And so I walk in the door of the place and they have, everything's glass, right? So you can see every, all the deals being made. And I look in and in the main office is my dad with the head manager, the assistant manager, and the finance manager. So I go in, and uh, then that's when the manager introduced himself, like, hi, you must be Matthew, <laughs> I'm the manager. Um, he goes, I understand that you want this warranty taken off. I was like, yes. And he said, well, what's our cost? You know, the salesman thing. He's like, okay, what, um, we can sell it, how about for this cost? This is our cost, sure. And so I said, okay, whatever. And he goes, and we'll fix that dent. I said, great. So I'm, we're walking out, and, and the, the salesman, like, as we, you know, we're walking out, he was there, and he's like, hey, uh, uh, I'm sorry your dad had to come down here. <laughs> but the truth is that if, if our earthly parents, our earthly father wants to advocate for our good, how much more so does our heavenly father? I found myself saying this to people a lot, and it's, it's an obvious, father obvious question, but I'll say something like, if something's bothering you, who wants to hear all about it? It's him. If something's overwhelming me, if something's stressing me, if my roommate's bothering me, who wants to hear all about it? If I feel alone and broken and weak and ashamed, who wants to hear all about it? Him. The prodigal son learns this today. He felt like he had messed up too far, that he had disappointed his father. 
that it was too late, that he, he had wasted his inheritance, he had turned his back, and there was no going back. I can't undo what I did wrong. But the moment he turns back to his father, his father runs to him. His father was waiting. It says his father saw him from a long distance. He, he's looking for him. But here's the thing about God. God, God is a, a gentleman, and he waits on us to open the door. And the moment we open the door, it says he, he runs to him. And, and he goes up, and he, he says all these things about, like, I, I don't deserve to be treated as your son. Treat me as a servant. What do you do with a servant? A servant, if they uh, mess up, you punish them or you fire them. You get rid of them. Because that's what it feels like sometimes. Like, I messed up, God, and it feels like you just want to get rid of me. But that's not reality. The truth is that our Father always sees us as his sons and daughters, no matter how much mud, no matter how much distance, no matter how bad we've, we've done things, he sees his child. The Catechism says that we call God Father because Jesus revealed him as such, but also because no one fathers as God does. That even if we have the best image of a father in the world, or the worst, that God is infinitely bigger. That it doesn't matter how dead things feel, that he has a plan to do something even better. No matter how despairing it looks, God has a plan to bring new life. That it is never too late. That thing that happened, yeah, God knew that would happen. And he was already working a plan to do something better. And today, and every day, is our invitation to get up and to go to our Father so that he can heal our image of who he is. So that he can heal the brokenness from our own fathers and throughout our lives. Jesus reveals that we have a father. We call him in the prayer, our father. A father who holds nothing back, that everything he has is ours. Including his son, including redemption, including the ability to bring new life and resurrection out of all that's dead. But what matters today is not so much that we have our father, but I have my father who loves me who waits for me, who runs to help me because I am his child and he is my father.